And welcome back to another edition of the Profit Roadmap live at the time from SA5. We are here with another fantastic guest. If we keep using that joke, I think we eventually have to pay Dimitri Martin because it is his joke. It's his Netflix special. Live at the time? Yeah, it's Dimitri Martin live and then a little asterisk and at the bottom it says at the time. At the time? Yeah, it's a great stand-up. <laughs> That's fantastic. Why didn't you warn me about this? Now it's live. I mean, it's I on used, air. I used the joke once. If you're going to repeat it, we have to pay him. <laughs> okay, good call. So thank you so much. You I'm, heard his laughter in the background. Yes. I, Marvin Salcido. Yes. How's it going? Marvin Biggest Sal- badass 2017? About yes, to sir. hand over the crown in moments. Momentarily. You're about I to know hand it. over the crown. So, it's, so this is like talking to Miss USA right before it's all over. Yep. So you got any like car dealership endorsements lined up? Or? I, I wish. That would deals? be amazing. A book, deal? a book deal would be pretty cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I guess I could do a self-published book. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, yeah. I know I, Cody's probably working on one. <laughs> I've already got one. You nice. already have a self-published book? Yeah. It's about something nerdy, isn't it? No, it's about uh, hiking a trail in Arkansas. Yeah. It's a guide to the trail. It's really fun. Okay. Cool. Thanks for that plug, Ben. I, I was thinking maybe it was a D&D tips and tricks or yeah, something. Yeah, D- D&D That's tips next. and tricks. That's <laughs> next. Yeah. Next on the proper roadmap. How to effectively slay a dragon in the depths of the valley of... <laughs> Barry, you're embarrassing yourself. I have no idea what I just said. So. There are no dragons in the valley of... It's populated by Durgar. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, man. The underground so dwarves. to learn. A it's lot of time to master. Not subterranean dwellings. And hours and hours of I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big investment to be good at Dungeons and Dragons, and it's an investment I've made. Fantastic. As an adult, good too. for you. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. And there good we're for at over two minutes. Yeah, I know. Good for Marvin. Biggest badass incumbent. Last- Man, what a fantastic year you had two years ago. And, and what, tell us how it's been built, man. Tell, tell us how, how long it's, you know, what happened then. We all know the story, or some of us have heard the story. Where, what, has, uh, what has happened since the crown fell upon thy brow? So that basically has been this past year, um, the year of 2018. Uh, and it's been a pretty amazing year. It's been a, it's been a fun ride. Um, so we started out the year extremely strong. Uh, never in my life have I picked up so many clients in the first quarter of a year uh, as I had uh, in 2018. Uh, I think in the month of March alone, we picked up 40 uh, brand new clients uh, to us for residual services. Oh, um, and then it's just continued on throughout the year. Uh, in total, we've picked up almost 150 brand new clients. Uh, and for us, that you know, that was... I was I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. Um, it's it's been it's been great. Um, just as we were getting into our year, uh, found out that we were losing our biggest client, and uh, we they go out for bid every year, and we got under bid, and uh, that was a little depressing. But I just did uh, what they taught us in the academy, and I got out there and started hustling and uh, doing some advertising and marketing. And uh, before the contract was over, we had not only replaced them, but surpassed uh, the income that would have come with that. That's awesome. uh, And replaced them with more profitable work. 
so it was a I was profiting. So it was a blessing. It was it was a blessing in disguise. Um, so I was profiting about ten percent on that. On that is a big HOA. I was profiting about 10% on, on the work. God, it's a slim margin, man. And uh, it, it was. Uh, we were actually going to go up on our, our prices this year. And well, and that's how you got underbid. And that's how we got underbid. So now somebody else can so no, make some, a little Somebody bit else can so uh, is, uh, do it for free. Chugging so. along for <laughs> their cozy 8% margin. Oh, man. No, I'm pretty sure they're not making anything because they doubled. They changed the scope of work, and they doubled the workload. And from what I heard, they picked it up for about the same amount of money as I was getting paid last year. So, uh, but I was making about 10% on that. And the work we replaced them with uh, was either uh, anywhere between 20 to 30%, even up into 50 to 60% profit. There you go. Nice. So, I'm very happy. Uh, much better margins. Oh, yeah. Much better margins. So, yeah, I was waiting for the fairy tale ending where the... the- customer ends up realizing buyer's remorse yeah gosh we have you they underbid you and we went with them and they were just, they're just awful i kept waiting for that phone they're call, awful. But it never happened. please we'll pay you twice as much come <laughs> come let us let us hire you back I'm yeah waiting for that but so. it's been a great year um you know not only have we uh increased our sales increased our margins uh we've paid off a lot of debt uh we paid off o- over fifty thousand dollars in debt um all the while maintaining our uh, payroll, uh, not having to worry about uh, cash flow. It's just, it's been a great, great year. Paying off all that debt and uh, so that you could uh, buy this handsome wardrobe. Yes. Presenting these, these brand new, for people obviously listening, not seeing this, Marvin is sporting his uh, trademark, we'll go with that, trademark green outfit. But now Sal- you have the- Salcedo green. Salcedo green. And we got the pants to go with it. Yes, I that's, love it. That's straight off. That's straight off the. Did you did you personally call Levi's to have them make those pants for you? I I would like to say yes, but no. I just lucked upon you them. With I, it, Marvin. I, it's okay. I walked in the store and they were sitting on the shelf, and I was like, I have got to have them. <laughs> yeah, I'd like. I have never them. seen lime green Levi's before. I had not either until I walked in there. <laughs> there they were. There was sure. two pairs left, and one of them was my size. It's nice. kismet. Yeah, had to be. to be. Meant, to, meant be. to be, Marvin. So, if if someone was, so I'm sure you've talked to a lot of fellow business owners this week. You know, with that with that crown upon your head, biggest badass. I'm sure you've gotten a lot of attention, especially in this this past week specifically, with everybody here and in town. What's been the number one thing that they've been asking you, and you that you've been able to help them with? A lot of people have been asking me about. Video production. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple of questions about that. Not too much. Um, I'd say the, probably the most common questions are, has the academy been helpful? Uh, should I get into the academy? Uh, of which my, que- my answer is always yes, absolutely. Uh, if, you can, if you can afford it and if you are willing to put in the work, um, then absolutely the academy has been extremely helpful in my life. Um, and another thing, a lot of people are very, very curious about fertilization and weed control and is it worth getting into? And I mean, for us, it has been a game changer. Um, we've been busting into the fertilization weed control market and the, the margins are incredible. Uh, we're doing 50 to 60% profit on that. And I mean, it's, and is that upsells to existing customers or are you signing new customers both. with that? Both. So we have some customers that all we do for them is fertilization weed control because uh, they want to mow their own yard, but they don't want to deal with the weed and fert. 
and then we have uh, we've upsold a lot of our current clients on fertilization weed control. So let's actually let's go down that path for a second here, Marvin. So uh, have you always offered? Have you always offered fertilization weed control? Uh, no. Um, so we really just got into it about well. I started my business over two years ago, right? And I spent my first year um, kind of learning the fertilization weed control market. I've had my license for years and years and years, but so I mainly so I was legal uh, to where we could spray Roundup on properties and kill the weeds and flower beds and stuff like that. Um, but we never really offered much of a fertilization weed control program, um, so. So yeah, let's explore no. that for a second. So for someone who's like, and it doesn't necessarily have to be fertilization we control. We have listeners who are thinking about jumping into that service. They've heard Add, it's lucrative. adding a new service. Yeah, yeah, adding a new service. They've heard it's lucrative. They they've they've heard all the positives. Yeah, but they don't have the the, the licensing. They're not educated. They don't know how to do it. What is your advice for someone who they they who is on the cusp of getting into an additional service that they know is going to be lucrative? What do you got to do? Is it just to kick them off the Kick them off the cliff and let them, let them fly or what? A lot of people are like that, that you have to get pushed off the cliff in order to actually get into motion and do something. Uh, one, I always encourage people to be legal. Uh, get out there and do it and do it right. Uh, but then educate yourself. Go to your local ag uh, extension and talk to them. They're, most of the people that I've ever talked to at my local ag extension are super helpful. And they're, they're always willing to educate you on uh on how to do that and then a lot of places uh a lot of your suppliers uh metro irrigation horizon uh site one ewing irrigation places like that uh they'll help you put together a fertilization weed control program for your clients uh, so that you can turn around and upsell it Mm -hmm. what do you think is the best so would you say your local ag is the best resource for for something like this they they are absolutely a great resource for that yes who who taught you who you, taught me? Who taught you? I tell you, you, a lot of my local or a, a, a lot of my fellow academy members, I reached out to them because I knew that they were in the business, uh, and so I reached out to them and they helped me help walk me through uh, what to do, and then just educating myself, learning more about other, um, just reading up for myself on different chemicals and stuff to use. See, I wanted to go down this different path because we've had so much discussion about mastermind groups and everything and how important they are. And Marvin still brings it back full circle that it's all about hey, getting that feedback. Super helpful. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, I think that, uh, I think that that's probably the number one thing that I've, I've kind of talked to a few customers. Um, uh, a few of our members here, uh, this weekend and, uh, a lot of them have been talking about adding services. Christmas lights has been a subject that's come up quite a bit, actually. Which is a great service. Great service. You very guys do lucrative. Christmas lights, right? Yes, we do. And uh, the, the biggest thing that uh, a couple of people I've heard, people like, uh, uh, and the people that are doing it are just like, just, just go for it. I mean, they're just, they are all about it. And they, they're what ready kind of to kick people off the clip. Can, can people think about for Christmas lights? So your first year is typically going to be your least profitable year. Uh, And that's for adding any service. Yes. But with Christmas lights, that's when you're purchasing all your materials for a particular house. Uh, So how we do it is we lease the the lights to a a client. And uh, so our first year, we have a lot of money tied up into the materials. So we'll have about uh, 40% into the materials. and, And then the remainder is labor. 
Well, the second year we released the lights, the same exact lights to that client, but we already own the lights. Yeah. So I have no material. Replace a couple broken ones here and there, but yeah. Replace a couple of broken burned out bulbs, uh, which actually there's very few because we only install LED bulbs, uh, which have a great, great burn life on them. Um, So I have no material costs. And at that point I sell or lease it to them at the same exact price as I did the first year. It's all all it's labor all butter. the second year. Nice. So nice. fantastic. Incredible profit. So That's it's awesome. in the to case with Christmas sites, it's really just you gotta bite the bullet. You're still making I'm sure you're making, still some, making you're good money, good money in the, the first year. year. And, and another thing, first year it takes time uh, for you to actually design the lights, cut them to length, install them in the house. Um, second in when we take them down, we always make a map so we know exactly where the lights go whenever we go to install them the second year. Second year, the guys show up, they have a map, they look at the house, and it's literally, it's almost like a paint by number. I mean, they install them exactly how it is on the map, and they can fly through them. I think I already know the answer to this question. So who taught you what to charge? Where did you find out how to charge and what your costs were? Some of it was trial and error. Um, So I, about 10 years ago or so, uh, I used to install Christmas lights, and I was really, I, I was great at the installation. I hated dealing with uh, the bid process, so I got out of it because I wasn't charging enough, and I didn't realize that. And so it was really frustrating for me because I wasn't making enough money at it. Um, and then as I got into it more this second go around, um, just started talking to uh, some of the guys that I know that are heavy into it. And, uh, and they're, they're the ones who kind of helped me set my pricing uh, per, per foot, per linear foot. So, Terrific. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Marvin, thank you so much for dropping by. Hey, thank you all. And uh, we appreciate uh, Congratulations on uh, handing off the crown of Biggest yeah. Badass. So, and, uh, and I'm sure uh, you'll be another entrant again in another year soon. Always. So ready to reclaim it. it. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, maybe be the first to go back to back at some point. Maybe you never know, right? You never know. Fantastic. Well, Marvin, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, thank y'all, and we'll see you soon. All right, all right. The music in this episode of the Prophet Roadmap was "Rip Tide" and "Summon the Rock" by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff. Incompetech.com.